0: So we had this idea that we were trying to figure out if you get really fanatical about church and ministry, does that form a point for your marriage to rally around or does that investment come at the expense of your marriage? So this is in part prompted by the observation that a lot of highly involved spiritual leaders end up with failed marriages.
1: Mm. Welcome to the Only You Forever podcast. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you've been looking for. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Verlinda Simone Gendel. Hey
0: everybody, this is episode number 76 and we're going to be talking about how you rank your marriage against other priorities in your life.
1: Hmm. So we don't want to get into in this episode, like the whole issue of fallen pastors or spiritual leaders and the psychology behind that. Yeah. I mean, although that's a really interesting and tragic topic. Yeah. But I think all of us are vulnerable to going crazy about church or some ministry or even a hobby together.
0: Mm-hmm. And, you know, as we build the meaning of our relationship around the intensity of our activity or involvement or spiritual works or whatever they might be, you know, we have to ask the question, is this a good thing?
1: Yeah. And I think that's the tricky part because how could you say, no, it's not good to be that involved at church or in missions work or whatever? Like, how could that not be good?
0: Right. And we think those things are good things. Yeah. We do. But we know that when we get very, very busy for us, our marriage doesn't feel better. It feels worse.
1: Yeah. That's very true. Yeah.
0: So I think we need to ask what's going on and what's the right balance that we can, as a couple, engage in ministry that is meaningful, but do so without sacrificing our marriage. Like, right. you should be able to have both flourishing.
1: Right. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't.
0: It, one at the do cost of the other. Or, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, this is about balance. I hope that comes through in this episode. And I think it's a good place to remind ourselves of the principle found in the instructions of Samuel in the Old Testament when he said to obey is better than sacrifice. And I think this is a good place to remind ourselves of the principle found in the instructions of Samuel in the Old Testament when he said to Saul that to obey is better than sacrifice. And that's First mm-hmm. Samuel 15, 22. And I think what we'll see here is that it is better to obey the command as husbands to love our wives than it is to sacrifice our relationship with our wives.
1: Ooh. Yeah,
0: Because, you know, it's, it's funny, we can talk ourselves into something, you know, like it's noble of us to, to sacrifice marriage and family in the name of God and for expanding his kingdom.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But this is actually disobedience. Wow. That's my premise. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to be a voice of criticism here for those who are seriously committed to serving God because I know you get torn in so many directions. Yeah. Like it's that it's such a, a struggle uh, for missionaries. Like when does it stop and when does your, your family time start, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I think though that each marriage will have a different tolerance. Right. For time apart versus together, amount of activity versus together time. Yeah. So as you said before like this is about balance it's a unique balance for each couple
0: yes with this principle of obedience being better than sacrifice that's just something to consider
1: Mm -hmm. Mm because we're
0: told husbands love your wives
1: Right. right so we need to obey that
0: yes so having you know missionary activity doesn't uh exempt us from the requirement to obey that command right yeah okay Let's look at a couple of studies. Uh, We need to define the terms a little bit first because these words, as they're using these studies, I just wanted to carry them into the episode, but they're not necessarily how I have used these words in the past. Okay. So this is kind of the definition for the purpose of this episode. Religiosity is a word that we're going to use to characterize the activity or busyness or works of faith. Okay. It's the things that we do out of what we believe. Okay. Okay sacredness is a word we're going to use to mean the process of assigning divine character or sacred significance to something. So the sacredness of marriage, for example, is about the idea of, of God's involvement or his approval or his blessing on our marriage. There's some sense of significance there. Okay. Okay. So here's, here's what the research shows on this, that general religiosity, remember that's our behaviors now, that has a very weak link with marital outcomes. So being busy with ministry doesn't add to your marriage. On the other hand, sacredness strongly predicts desirable marital outcomes. So, and I'm going to quote from research done by Ellison et al. in 2011, spouses who regard their unions as sacred and who sense God's presence in their relationships tended to report more good feelings and fewer negative emotions toward their partners.
1: Hmm. So going back to the religiosity part. Yeah. Just because it's like for God doesn't mean that it's not just busyness. You know what I mean? Like other busyness right. can affect the marital outcomes.
0: Yes. So you're saying this well. applies to a wider scope of life. Yeah. Like you could have, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're listening today and your, your outlook in, or your, your faith background is just, we'll just call it secular. Yeah. And you're sort of, you're rallying around, you know, the local animal shelter. Yeah, you know, you could translate this into your marriage as well. That all the activity of of rescuing animals, why it might seem to give your marriage purpose, if it takes away from the bonding and the value that you ascribe to the marriage itself, it's probably not actually helping your marriage.
1: Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, uh, where was I? Now on the sacredness thing. Yeah, spouses who value sacredness, they also generally tended to use more collaborative problem solving, and they tended to have less of a tendency towards aggression or stalemates in disputes.
1: Is this still part of the research?
0: It's still part of the research. So just assigning that, you know, God cares about our marriage principle affected how they related to each other. They also found there was more bonding experiences that they would experience everything from shared leisure activities and conversation to even having a more rewarding sex life. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So fundamentally sacredness also predicted the degree of commitment in the marriage.
1: Oh, which kind
0: of makes sense if you think about it. So what I really concluded from the study is that the meaning we give to our marriage and the meaning that we ground our concept of togetherness on is more important than the activities we might base our marriage on. Okay. Sacredness trumps religiosity.
1: Hmm. So what God thinks about my marriage.
0: What I think he thinks.
1: What I think he thinks about my marriage. Okay. Yeah. Is more important than what I do for him.
0: With regards to the to marriage. Marriage. Yes. Marital satisfaction. In that sense, yeah.
1: Okay, I think I'm getting this.
0: All righty. You know, and this is where we need to kind of balance this, because I'm not saying you shouldn't go to church or be involved in serving God through various ministries. But what we are seeing is that there is no benefit to your marriage to place more value on these activities than on the sacredness of your marriage.
1: Hmm, okay.
0: Does that make sense? So a second study so. from 2013 by Day and Acock found a very similar... Uh, conclusion, their findings, and they looked at 354 couples over a three-year period of time. So it was a longitudinal study. They found the idea that religiosity is associated with stronger relationships is unfounded as well.
1: Okay. Okay. So that's just what the last one found. Yeah. Right?
0: They did find that the key was relational virtue. So they kind of unpacked the idea a little bit more. Now, relational virtue is, is what they defined as sort of commitment, sacrifice, and forgiveness. These were the elements of this relational virtue. Okay. And I kind of link this back to the sacredness of the other study in that it's about the qualities and the meaning of marriage that make marriages healthier. So when they held in high esteem, commitment, and sacrifice, and forgiveness as part of the essence of the character of their marriage,
1: mm-hmm.
0: this had a positive impact on on their marital experience. Okay. Makes sense, right? Yeah. So, you know, where I'm going is both in terms of evidence and research and the scripture text we referred to, where to obey is better than the sacrifice. We need to be cautious when involved in spiritual activities that we don't do so at the expense of our marriage. And in fact, I'd make the contention that if you took care of your marriage first, you would be better positioned to serve more effectively in your ministry. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like as a human being that what we do flows out more effectively from a secure sense of who we are rather than we start with doing in order to try to define who we are.
1: Define who we are. Yeah. Okay. It's almost
0: like you take that into the marriage. And if you've taken care of the who of the marriage, the what of it makes more sense, like the how it, how it gets applied, right? Okay. So if the character of your marriage is, is wholesome and secure, and from that place of fullness, you reach out and serve. Right. is more effective than, you know, we're going to try to organize our marriage around some defining issue because we we don't really know how to be intimate with each other. So it's gonna be about this over here because that's more comfortable. Right. And, and it over look here, good
1: because we're always working yeah, together. Yeah, yeah.
0: This over here could be church, right? Yeah. But meanwhile, I mean you guys could be crumbling and like screaming at each other at home and you know, this is the reality, right?
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: So I don't want in any way to discourage anyone from going to church or being very engaged or involved, right? But I'm concerned about these more extreme situations where we begin to define the terms of our marriage as a response to the demands in the ministry we're doing.
1: So can we like talk really practically here? If you're involved in ministry and you're really, really busy. Yeah. How do you cut back? How do you put your marriage first? How do you obey and to love your wife?
0: Yeah. So, you know, if you're realizing that this is an issue, like how do you stop and kind of turn this around? Yeah. Yeah. That's a a good question.
1: Sorry, I'm kind of putting you on the spot well, here. <laughs> I don't want to
0: I don't want to waffle on it, but it really deter it, it depends on the terms of your 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 kind of ministry engagement, if I can call it that. Right. So if you have the flexibility, like obviously it would be ideal to just to somehow even just take a break.
1: Mm-hmm. If you're
0: a missionary, you can go on furlough.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um I don't know if you can take a sabbatical um or whatever, but whoever your support group is, you know, if you come to them honestly and say, look, like, you know, my
1: marriage is suffering.
0: Yeah. And, and, and so rather than you being sort of the next train wreck pastor or missionary who's lost his reputation or whatever that might be, if you can, you can say, look, we're trying to head this one off at the past because things are not right at home and I need to take care of home. Like, I hope that your supporters would support that. Right. Right, and I'm, I'm. I would like to think that they would, and if they do, then that's your, that's your best route out is to be honest about what's happening and take the time to get things right at home.
1: Mm-hmm. But I think too, as a couple, you could even like talk about it and decide what, like what time you're going to set aside. Yeah,
0: it could be less of a major thing, and you could just decide. You know what? We've lost our date night. We need to do. Yeah, that.
1: I'm guessing yeah. that not all missionary couples are at the train wreck stage. You know what I mean? No. But how do we head it off at the past so we don't get there? Well, how do we not become too busy? He, I mean, this is so practical, even in, like, forget missionaries, right here at home. Yeah. Sorry, should I just shut up and let you answer? No,
0: you're doing good. <laughs> I just keep trying to answer, but you keep throwing another question in
1: there. Oh, I know. Um, I don't even remember what my questions were now.
0: No. And they wonder why men get overwhelmed <laughs> when they're trying to sort their wives out. <laughs> uh dear. I think. You know, on the more minor end of the spectrum, yeah, hold that thought for Linda. Okay, uh, on the more minor end of the spectrum, it is like, yeah, we can just give our get our date nights back or something that is for us because, you know, I I've really been impressed with the principle over the last number of months that everything that you say yes to, you say no to something else.
1: Mm-hmm. This is my thought that I just had. Okay. It's like putting the big rocks in first.
0: Yes, right. And so we
1: need to decide whether this is a big rock for us or not. The marriage. The marriage, which hopefully would be yes for everybody.
0: It should be, just in case anybody's not clear on that.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, the other things can get piled in around that. Right. But that needs to stay in there. Right.
0: So with empathy towards our full-time ministry listeners, like, you know, they get a lot of demands coming at them.
1: Yeah. Like they get pulled every direction,
0: yeah, but everything you say yes to, you're saying no to something else, and probably what you're saying no to, and this has been my our experience is you're saying no to your marriage or your family time, yeah, and so that's just something to remember.
1: That's a good way of putting it, yeah, yeah, so like to get us back on track here, do we put God first or do we well, this put is, our is the dilemma, first? right?
0: Because you know, we kind of preach this whole thing of we need to put God first in our lives, and we do yes. But does that mean our spouse plays second fiddle? Like who comes first, God or your spouse, right? And the problem with that question is that it's an either or. Okay. It's either God or marriage or ministry or marriage. We're asking the wrong question. And I think the better question is how do we make it both our ministry and our marriage? Because, because you can put God first in putting your wife first because mm-hmm. he's told you to love your wife.
1: And you're obeying.
0: Yes, now, if you want a, a crucible for, for the development of spiritual virtues and qualities, try loving your wife as Christ loved the church and all that that means,
1: mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's a sacrifice too.
0: Yes. And that's the point, right? And from that place and that that little crucible, actually a very big one that's happening at home in your marriage,
1: mm-hmm.
0: think of what flows out of that, mm-hmm. right?
1: Do you think this, though, could become an excuse for like, oh, no, I can't do anything I don't happen to want to do because I'm loving my wife?
0: Yeah, I mean, you can, anybody can come up with an excuse to slack off for sure. Yeah. It's not exempting us from that, but it's, you know, I would like to know for those people how well they're taking care of their wife. That's true, too. Really?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, you know. We're commanded to love our wives as Christ loved the church, and we're also told to love the Lord our God with all our heart and soul and mind. Mm -hmm. And it's both of these things that need to be true. And this is where I kind of got thinking about, um, you know, 1 Timothy 3, where the qualifications about spiritual leadership are defined, and specifically it says that a leader must manage his own household well. That's chapter three and verse four of First Timothy. Okay. And this is Paul instructing a younger man, right? And I think then that we have this principle that you should be taking care of your little kingdom assigned to you by God before he's going to put you in charge of his big kingdom stuff. So mm-hmm. your little kingdom is, is your right. little family, yep. your wife. yeah, Maybe children if you have them. And so often we, I think maybe especially men, we find ourselves searching for significance in the big kingdom. Mm-hmm. And we're so hungry for that, that we'll quite happily throw ourselves at it at the cost of our families, which is our little kingdom. Huh. And yet it's in the home where we learn to serve and lead before we're qualified to do so in the in the church interesting so there there needs to be a balance here because i you know I think it's legitimate for us to conclude that we need to take care of our marriages first. I hope that's really come through here, and from that place of fullness security and learning to be in relationship and and learning to be in relationship that we move out then in service to others okay and just to kind of kind of pad this out a little bit, this is kind of circumstantial evidence, but If you just think about the benefits of marriage, this is from a study in 2007, you know, married people live longer, they're physically healthier, children and adolescents do better when they're raised in married households, Mm -hmm. worldwide married people are happier than those who are cohabiting or single. Hmm. And the list goes on and on. But the point is, if we want to serve God and grow personally and thrive, we do that best by taking care of our marriage first. And then from that place of security and love and strength, we reach out to serve in God's bigger kingdom.
1: Hmm. That's very interesting.
0: So, you know, I know that for the younger part of our audience, this is already what you're doing. And I want to affirm that in you. Studies show that for younger men and women, being a good parent and having a successful marriage remains much more important than career success. Hmm. And that's a great trait in the younger generation that's raising up. And I want to yeah. affirm, affirm and encourage that because, you know, this is so important to, to, to God and it should be us, to us as well.
1: Mm-hmm. That's good.
0: All right got a couple of itunes reviews first one here you want to do the second one sure caleb and verlinda each bring interesting intelligent thoughtful input to each show's subject i would prefer less religion but i don't find it overwhelming from grace 2015
1: which coming after the most religious of our episodes (laughs) is kind of ironic
0: (laughs) yes but thank you for that feedback grace this is who we are this is what we do um i trust that you will be able to uh take the parts that work for you and if the rest doesn't um maybe one day it will
1: Maybe. And the other one comes from Christ Third Baby. Hmm. And they said, Thank you. Just started listening, been through the first two and the sticky notes. Helped me and my husband already. Wonderful. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: So thank you so much to those of us who leave us your reviews and those to those of us, o- those of you who leave <laughs> us reviews. Thank you. We do appreciate it so much. And we appreciate all of you who listen to us every week. And download our podcasts and uh, take your marriage seriously and our investing. We we just uh, we wish you all the best. and We're thankful that we can be a part of your lives. Mm-hmm. So next week, we're talking about parenting for the benefit of your marriage. Uh, I'm going to be talking a little bit about how to organize your parenting around your marriage and not the other way around. Oh. Not your marriage around your parenting.
1: Is this kind of like our episode way back when?
0: Yeah, we just kind of dive in a little deeper. I think that was episode um, two? two, something like that.
1: When, when did, did you, you divorce, divorce your husband and marry your kids? Oh, yeah. Legendary. Well, yeah. right. I'm looking forward to next week.
0: Uh-huh. That's all for today's episode. You can get the full show notes at OYF.link slash 76. We deeply appreciate these iTunes reviews. want to continue to ask you to please consider leaving us a review as well. It really helps us reach more marriages because each review makes our show more visible in iTunes.
1: Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the OnlyYouForever.com podcast. Please help us reach and influence a wider audience by rating and reviewing our podcast at OnlyYouForever.com slash love. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.